People keep bringing in toys for the police department's give a toy campaign. Isn't that great? I always say, the more Christmas spirit, the better. One day isn't enough. Some people found that out because of my latest case. See if you can unwrap the mystery. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And this is Bob. And this is episode 185. We're talking the mystery files of Shelby Woo, the mystery of the mice that roared. Oh, boy. We are. <laughs> we are. You know, and uh, thank you for coming back, Bup. Uh, last time you were on to talk about our favorite Rocco's uh, Rocco Modern Life episodes, which was a really fun episode. Yeah. Oh, um, I, oh, I had a great time. Thank you, guys. And uh, you had mentioned that anytime we were talking Rocco or Pete and Pete to make sure we keep you in mind. And so I thought, you know, we're doing Shelby <laughs> Woo. <laughs> we should get our buddy Bup. <laughs> I. How, the depth at which you know me is just incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's really nobody to get for uh, Shelby Woo. So, um, you know, I think uh, you are just, just as good as anybody we could find. Oh, well, I certainly appreciate the, uh, the privilege. <laughs> now, were you, were you familiar with Shelby Woo? Were you, were you a watcher? I was, I was aware of it. Um, I'll be honest. I probably only saw one full episode when it first came out and I couldn't even tell you which one it was or anything that happened in it for that matter. Um, right. it, like to the point where I was so unfamiliar with it, I was watching it and I was like, that's Pat Morita. And I was very <laughs> excited about that. <laughs> Not, not to jump ahead into bios or anything like that, but yeah, I was, uh, I was, that one kind of took me by surprise. So. It is fun to see Pat Morita, right, Andrew? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a little treat. Yeah. You know, like, you know, the, the treat in the middle of the turd. Or <laughs> That's not a saying and that should not be a saying. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we've talked about one Shelby Woo before. I think it was the haunted house mystery. Yeah. Right? Same, yeah. same season, I think. That's this. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The last season of Shelby. Yeah. Will. And we were pretty lukewarm on that. I think you liked it a little bit more than I did, but we were, I think, generally pretty lukewarm on it. Yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. I, I, I wouldn't say I've warmed to it, but um, <laughs> it's kind of a Christmas episode and uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's the holiday season. So uh, here we are. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, Christmas scenes shoehorned in. Yeah. Like hey, Pat, putting stuff on the tree. Pat Maria with Santa Claus. You show that yeah. respect, okay? <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, this was the third to last episode of The Mystery Files of Shelby Woo. Um, it, it was in season four, episode 18. So nearing the end of the run. Uh, for those diehards and uh this aired uh shelby woo aired on sundays which i don't think i remembered but i guess it seems just as good as any other day i mean yeah it seems very appropriate for shelby woo was it a sunday night show man i don't i don't remember like sitting down to watch it ever uh like yeah. i catch it occasionally but you know 
I could see uh, it running right alongside Nick News, but I know that those are like <laughs> two totally different eras there. But uh, yeah. no, I think I think they would have. I think they would have. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. would be. She was on there for a long time, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, decades, yeah. yeah. Occasionally, there's a Nick News. Like, I mean, I don't know when the last one was, but it was going for quite a while. Like, she'd do a special every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah, well, uh, th- this was December 20th, 1998, and we haven't talked a lot about 1998 episodes for whatever for whatever sure. reason. But um, So do you want to hear a little bit about December of 1998? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, well, Exxon announces the $73.7 billion buyout of mobile, um, creating ExxonMobil, the world's largest company. Okay. It must not be the largest anymore, right? I I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Um, Hugo Chavez is elected president of Venezuela. Oh, I want to make a lot of election jokes right now, but I won't. I'm sorry. I won't. I won't do it. I won't do it. (laughs) Oh no, go ahead. I mean, he 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 stole the election. (laughs) Right, right. From beyond the grave. (laughs) From six feet under, the man is tampering in Georgia. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of presidents, uh, the U.S. House of Representatives votes to impeach President Bill Clinton, forwarding the articles of impeachment to the Senate for a trial in which uh, the Senate would not uh, impeach him. Um, the uh, actor Norman Fell dies. Uh, I don't know if you remember him, Andrew. He was uh, the like landlord on Three's Company. Uh, yeah, I mean, I vaguely know that character. <laughs> I, I saw that come up in my research, and I'm like, nobody will care about this, but I like Three's Company, and I liked his character. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, so rest in peace to Norman Fell. Um, TV in December of 1998. Um, the only major show I saw that premiered that month was Comedy Central Presents, mm. uh, which was a, a comedy hour, right? Yeah, yeah. like stand-up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but a whole lot of stuff ends that month. Uh, of course, the mystery files of Shelby Wu uh, will end in December of 1998. Um, but other notable shows, The New Adventures of Zorro, The New Adventures of Robin Hood, uh, The Woobalous World of Dr. Seuss, and Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh, that's the highlight, I, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. That's, Show. That, that's a great show. Yeah. Um... Music that month, uh, we have only one number one single. It rocks the charts all month, and that's oh. I'm Your Angel by R. Kelly and Celine Dion. Wow. I'm not sure that I know it. I'm not sure that I know it either, and I can't believe that was a combo. R. <laughs> Kelly and Celine Dion? Yeah. Well, being the music aficionado that I am, I have absolutely no idea what that song is either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does that song sound like? I mean, I'm not going to play it because, you know, like... R. Kelly sucks, but um, <laughs> uh, oh boy, yeah. that's fired. <laughs> I mean, he sucks as a human being. I, right, I guess I, I, have, I have no official opinion. I, the only thing I really, I guess, I know some stuff. Is, is Ignition him? Ignition trapped in the closet. Definitely him. Trapped oh, in the closet. Definitely. Everyone knows that one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, South Park. <laughs> oh, I believe I can fly. Space Jam. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, well, other music uh, to be released in December of 98 is uh, an album by Jurassic 5, 
George Michael, Buster Rhymes, DMX, and All Saints. I, I guess I'll go with uh, Buster Rhymes there. <laughs> That's the only one that I, like I might give a listen to. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, that's the only one I might even be f- slightly familiar with. I don't think I know any of the others. George Michael? Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. What was it? You know, which one was it? Oh. <laughs> which album? <laughs> I think I only know one song from him, so. Yeah. Is it Faith? Yep. You know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the only one of those um, that holds any significance for me is uh, my the last dance at my eighth grade graduation was to Party Up by DMX. I remember that. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. What? <laughs> A very distinct memory. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, I, I won't get too much into it. There was this girl that I had a crush on, and I was really wanting to ask her to dance. And I very foolishly assumed that the last dance would be like a slow song, right? And then it was that instead. And uh, things did not go with the plan. Oh, man, that's brutal. That DJ really... I mean, that's just like... That's just like middle school. Middle school etiquette that yeah. the last song needs to be slow. <laughs> this is like uh, Freaks and Geeks. Like, exactly. First episode. Yeah. Yeah. To uh, come sail away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, number one, number one movies that month. We have for one week, A Bug's Life. Hmm. It's really not one of my. Bug's uh, Life. Bug's Life. Yeah. Bug- either. I'm not a huge fan myself. So. Yeah. There's yeah. just something kind of flat about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it's 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 just weird like for example it's one of the few times in my opinion anyway because you know at that time pixar and dreamworks they kept making like competing movies that had mm-hmm. somewhat similar characters and plot lines and everything yeah. and so you know uh, dreamworks answered that with ants which in my opinion was was considerably better that was just me so yeah. yeah man i just don't even remember enough about either of them now um to pick Dave Foley does the main voice in A Bug's Life. <laughs> okay, I mean, I like <laughs> him. <laughs> See? There, there you go. Um, Star, uh, Star Trek Insurrection is, num- uh, mm. is uh, number one for one week. Yeah. Saw that with okay. my dad. It was okay. Is that the- uh, for one week, a all-time classic, one of my favorites, one of my holiday favorites, uh, You've Got Mail. <laughs> Okay. Two dead silence, I say that. <laughs> it was uh, relevant for like one year, and then AOL oh. was gone. When's the last time you revisited You've Got Mail? <laughs> um, I've never watched it from oh, beginning to end. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Dave yeah. Chappelle, yeah, Steve Chappelle. Zahn. No judgment here either, because I've also never seen it. So. Oh my gosh, <laughs> guys. <laughs> It's the holiday season. Mm. It'll fill your heart with warmth. It's the holiday season. Well, our, our next year in review is 1998, and just prepare for me to really go hard for you, Cat Mail. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. and, for, and for one week uh, at the end of the year, Patch Adams. Huh, Patch Adams. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. What are you guys going with? We got we got four distinctive movies, which is rare: A Bug's Life, Star Trek, You've Got Mail, and Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Uh, uh, I gotta go with Star Trek. And I'm going with You've Got Mail. If you if you had said First Contact, then I would have gone with Star Trek, but I, I wasn't. <laughs> sure, sure. Star Trek, so. 
I might post that as a poll. That's a that I bet you I bet you that's pretty divisive. Those yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also released uh, that month, uh, we have the remake of Psycho, the Gus Van Sant uh, shot for yeah. shot remake. Yeah. Well, um, what was the point of that? I think just to see if he could, maybe. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's kind like, of interesting. I think it's an interesting idea. I don't think it was like worth it, but I thought it was kind of interesting. I feel like it's interesting as like a college project or something, not as yeah. like an yeah. actual full budget movie. That was the one with Vince Vaughn, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have Jack Frost. Oh. Um, I mean, yay! <laughs> Is this the Michael Keaton Jack Frost? I don't know. Maybe. So, Is yeah. there another? I'm pretty sure that's the one. There's a okay. horror movie, Jack Frost. Oh, no, I think it's the holiday one. Well, uh, we have Shakespeare in Love, which I've never seen. Nor have I. The Thin Red Line. Uh, the Faculty. Oh, classic. Yeah. Yeah. And Mighty Joe Young. Mm. Uh, video games uh, that month, we have... Um, Take-Two Interactive forms the company Rockstar Games. Uh, we have Star Wars Rogue Squadron for PC and Nintendo 64. We have Hey You Pikachu for Nintendo 64. Uh, we got Pokemon Trading Card Game on Game Boy Color. South Park on Nintendo 64. Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast. And Street Fighter Alpha 3 on PlayStation. That's a year. Wow. Um, do you remember playing South Park? I, I sure do. Yeah, yeah I sure do. <laughs> it was so weird. It's like a first-person shooter, basically. Uh, yeah, with just without like, without like a real story. I mean, aliens are the main story, right? But it felt kind of like all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It was very strange. Just like an odd, uh, like creative direction for a South Park video game. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I really feel like I missed out. I've never played any of the South Park games, actually. Not one. Oh, I don't know why. Kinda, that was kind. I mean, it was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, they're they're entertaining. <laughs> um, and then I think we have our first appearance of the Dreamcast, which uh, was like a real, real. Um, I don't know. It was like interesting <laughs> to see who had the Dreamcast. You know, like certain yeah. types of people owned yep. the Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, a friend of ours very excited about getting it when it was coming out. Yeah. Um, like, you know, just talking it up. The only person I was aware of talking it up. And then <laughs> the day it came out, I remember he was so excited. And we were standing there, like, watching his TV. And the game, like, just like two <laughs> minutes in, just <laughs> resets back to the oh. title screen. Like, there was something just wrong with it right off the bat. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 sounds, that sounds like the story of the Dreamcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's a little bit about December of 1998. Um, do we dare wait any longer before getting to the mystery oh. of the mice that roared? I don't think we should. You, you don't want to talk about anything else? Anything else? Anything at all? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could talk about this title, which is just a, a disaster. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> It was pretty I mean, on me. I gotta be honest. <laughs> the mice are in the episode for five seconds. Yeah. Right. Um, also, it's like there's something just very clumsy about it. Like yeah. I think it's like technically grammatically sound, but it just sounds so horrible. I don't know. Yeah. 
the mice that roared. Like, I don't also, know. what does that mean? in like in the context of the episode, yeah, uh, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. It, just the mice <laughs> <laughs> existing. Bup, are you saying I shouldn't be trying so hard? Uh, I, in this particular case, yeah, I think it's a, a bit of a losing battle. But you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's just get right to the story. Yeah. So the holidays are approaching, and over at the Wilton Police Station, people are bringing in toys for the department's Give a Toy campaign. As Shelby explains it, one day for Christmas isn't enough, as proved by her latest case. Um, which I just want to mention, uh, do you think the case proved that? The one day for Christmas just isn't enough? Oh, She's saying this case proved that? Yeah. What? No. I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah, I don't even... Once again, I'm adrift. Shelby's sketch. You know, like, a lot of the stuff she's doing in this episode is sketchy. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's just, like, so funny, these... Like, if you really listen to some of the dialogue, it's like doesn't um make sense at all it's like it's like how did you even come up with this yeah yeah like they thought they were coming up with a clever line but it actually is like no way sensical yeah it's just nothing (laughs) (laughs) um so the case begins when angie working over at simple pleasure restaurant discovers that a plate of salisbury steak has been replaced with live mice Sorry to keep you waiting. You had the chicken pot pie. Mm, smells delicious. And you had the salsa steak. Uh oh, here goes my tip. That night, Detective Sharon Delancey comes to the restaurant to investigate when Shelby shows up, excited for a new crime to solve. Ooh, wait, you knew her whole name, Sharon Delancey? Yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> No big deal. <laughs> um, I do want to just note how like pumped Shelby is for a crime to occur. Kind of late for your dinner, isn't it, guys? We were heading over to Shelby's to decorate for the Wilton Carriers Christmas party. Thought we'd pick up Angie. What are you doing here, detective? This is a crime scene, isn't it? What's the crime? Robbery? Vandalism? Kidnapping? Serving mice. You've been serving mice? Does that come with fries, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ready for it. Um, The detective breaks the news to the restaurant's owners, the Emersons, that they'll have to shut down until they can get a health inspection. But with the holidays approaching, they worry they won't be able to afford to lose the business. Meanwhile, Shelby sneaks off to explore the kitchen, and she discovers a container in the trash with cheese in it. Cheese? Need a plate? Or are you okay? Uh, I was looking for the ladies' room. Oh. And how do you spell ladies' room? K-I-T-C-H-E-N? No, that's kitchen. Look at what I found. It has pieces of cheese in it. Cheese and mice. Goes together, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Brilliant, (laughs) Holmes. You could tell this woman's good at her job. Yes. <laughs> um, this cheese storyline doesn't really even go anywhere, does it? Um, cheese. 
I think, uh, unless I'm terribly mistaken, I mean, because when it, you know, you only catch a quick glimpse when they lift the lid off the tray, the mice are in there and cheese is in there as well. Um, and so yeah. I believe <clears throat> as, oh. as fantastical and ridiculous as it is, um, I know because I, I do this for a living, uh, they, it would seem that they put cheese there and then waited for the mice to come creeping along and then put the uh, the, the, the lid on it too i see so the 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 uh, whoever our culprit is here because i don't want to give anything away right. um they've used the cheese to lure the mice yeah. that roared right okay. um so i think there's even like a logical problem here i'm pretty sure that mice don't like cheese in real life like it's too strong for them they mm. will they'll they'll eat it they won't turn their nose up at it but it is by no means their favorite as you know cartoon okay. told us all through our lives and everything <laughs> they are more partial to nuts and grains and stuff like that but they'll they'll eat it if it's their only option but it's not their not their preference certainly are you guys saying detective delancey's wrong <laughs> well <laughs> i don't want to tell her how to do her job or anything. <laughs> Uh, so back at the station, Detective Delancey is giving out names for Secret Santa, and she secretly makes sure Shelby and Vince end up with each other's names. In a ham-fisted kind of way. Yeah, what's, why is she, like, so trying to get them together? Just a little <laughs> Cupid here? Yeah, I think she, like, so maybe gets the impression that they like each other and is trying to yeah. set them up. Well, I, yeah. from how strong the chemistry was between them, I <laughs> oh definitely picked up on that as well. It was, it was, pe- was palpable. So. <laughs> uh, later, Shelby and Angie are investigating the market when they run into a regular at the restaurant, Mrs. Carlton. Hey, look, Mrs. Carlton. She eats at the restaurant at least four times a week. Was she there last night? Scarfing down her meatloaf like always. Table six? Meatloaf, mashed potatoes, lima beans. What did you forget? Uh... The bread, just like last night. You forgot the bread. Sorry. (laughs) No problem. I took it off your tip. (laughs) Isn't the food there great? Victor's a genius. Nobody does meatloaf like him. Very moist. The secret is in the bouillon. Lots of bouillon. When he first opened the place, I was there every Tuesday for spaghetti man. Victor used to own some good pleasures. So, what can I get for you girls? Oh, nothing. Uh, we're allergic to fruit. As she and one of the vendors discusses simple pleasures, incredible food, Shelby and Angie learn that the chef, Victor, used to own the restaurant and that Mrs. Carlton asked him to become her personal chef. Mm-hmm giving him reason to um, sabotage the restaurant. Yeah, he's our first kind of clear, like, he wants the restaurant, so obviously if he sabotages it, he could get it. Yeah, that's the idea, I guess. And and that's the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that even makes any sense, but... (laughs) Uh, Later, while Shelby and Vince are decorating her tree... Angie shows up to complain that she won't be getting tips while she helps clean up the store for the health inspection. Yeah. And the gang convinces Grandpa to play Santa at the Christmas party. Can I jump yeah. in just real quick? Yeah. I, the Angie, when she's, you know, you know, serving, she's waiting tables and everything. Did you guys notice that both, you know, not only in this scene, but in the prior scene, when she was actually in the midst of waiting tables, 
she was very loudly talking about being upset about getting a bad tip and this and that. And the only reason I took this job was for the Christmas money. <laughs> Full volume, the owners are sitting right there. It's just like, wow, you are. Wow. Do you believe this? The health inspector found some minor violations and it's going to take a week to clean up the restaurant. There goes my extra Christmas money. Maybe you can find another job. Oh, I have a job still. The Emersons hired me to help clean up the place. That's great. Not great. There are no tips in cleaning up. Tips is where the big money is, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Angie seems a little unhinged. Um, at first, my, I, I kind of like recoiled from the performance at first, but then I was like, maybe this person's more real than any other character because I, I feel like I encounter more people like this in my life than I do interesting people like Shelby. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, so back at the restaurant, Shelby's, Oh, wait a minute. I think I wanted to mention something. Oh yeah. Um, if you pay close attention, these first couple of scenes with grandpa are kind of weird. Like, the first one, he's on the staircase talking to the group or the gang. Yeah. And uh, it's just like the camera, like, cuts to him. Just him. Like, it, it's almost like it's making a special point to keep just him in the shot. Almost like he was, like... Like he filmed you know, his scenes maybe. isolated? <laughs> maybe. Some of them. <laughs> he, he Tommy was owed it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Pat Morita doesn't work with uh, child actors. He just got too angry at Shelby like halfway through the recording. Exactly. That's it. So back at the restaurant, Shelby is trying to think of a gift for Vince while Angie teaches the Emerson's daughter, Tammy, about fractions using measuring cups filled with sugar. The Angie measuring cup thing is just like a weirdly... uh, It just feels weird throughout this episode, I guess. Like it was obviously shoehorned in there to give the story like somewhere to go. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I don't think I'm going to give too much away. Chili pepper, chili pepper is going to become a, (laughs) a storyline here and you got to have a way for her to touch that. Those measuring cups. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Tammy says she misses the old days before the family bought the restaurant for Victor, and when her parents refuse to talk to her about it, she storms off. you still be with your mom and dad? It's not the same. Not since my folks bought this restaurant. Come and get them. Excuse me, Shelby? Our own special recipe. Take meat, put it on the grill, grill. Dad, why don't you let Victor buy back this restaurant? Tammy, honey, that's not a question to ask in front of strangers. You know he wants it. Not now, sweetie. That night, while Vince tries to come up with a good gift for Shelby, she runs us through the current suspects. Why was he in such a hurry to wash that plate? Because it was dirty? Or because he wants his restaurant back. What about Tammy? This is an unhappy kid. She'd love it if the restaurant shut down. So would Mrs. Carlton. Don't rule her out. She's dying to have Victor as her personal chef. Maybe you'll find out more when you start working there tomorrow. I love these rundowns. Um. Yeah, they're, you know, I did the same thing last time, too, when they did the rundown of like, you know what? I bet it's not any of these three. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, but it always is. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Whenever they flash to that, the, I don't know, her computer screen or whatever it is, I have like hard <laughs> flashbacks to uh, computer class in grade school, like Oregon <laughs> Trail and Math Blaster and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, when Grandpa Wu comes in to show off his Santa impression, Shelby realizes she forgot to pick up some candy canes the Emersons donated for the party. Okay, you guys, I need an honest opinion. When I laugh, do I shake like a bowl full of jelly? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> One more time. Ho, ho, ho. Thinking more jam than jelly, but you're definitely in the ballpark. No, in the ballpark's not good enough. You gotta be perfect. Um, this is another spot where <laughs> there's a really weird moment here where it's like Pat is talking to the camera and then he's like, oh, I gotta go and runs off. And then it cuts to Shelby like moving to where he was. And then you see like what appears to be just some extra running in the background out the door. Really? It's a very weird looking scene. If yeah, I, I didn't catch that either. Very strange. Um, what's, the, what's the minute mark so everybody can go oh man. to daily motion? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the minute mark. But, uh, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> if I can mention, by the way, I'm really glad you guys have mentioned that on the show before, because were it not for that, I would not have been able to find this episode. <laughs> One and only place I could find it. So, oh, um, d- daily motion always good for your s- slowed down, backwards <laughs> imaged <laughs> '90s Nickelodeon show. Yeah. <laughs> um, Angie reminds Shelby that the Emersons leave a key outside the restaurant, so Shelby he- heads over there, where she spots Mrs. Carlton driving past. As Shelby enters the kitchen, she accidentally knocks over a candle and starts a fire. She grabs a fire extinguisher and quickly puts it out, waking the Emersons, and they discover that someone set the candle on purpose. What happened? I came in and the fire started. What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Harry, what difference does it make? She saved the place from burning. I knew I should have cleaned that hamburger pan and I didn't. Well, it doesn't matter what started the fire in the first place. Is that a candle? It looks like one of the table candles. Well, maybe it was lit and the grease caught fire. What do you have there, Tommy? Let's see, honey. Looks like a piece of garbage. It could be a clue. I mean, this place was clean when we finished this afternoon. Does it say anything? Well, most of it is burned away. But the last line says, go out of business. I knew it. Someone's trying to close us down. Honey, I don't think we should stay here tonight. This scene's very dramatic. It's, I think it's uh, I think it's one of the better done scenes. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, I was worried there was a fire. There was a fire. There was a secret note. I, I mean, secret... it really does just automatically automatically make you think it's a very seasoned criminal mastermind. That I mean, you know, arson and everything like that. They definitely know what they're doing. Whoever. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you and you really get highlighted um, at Tammy as Tammy the daughter as like a, you know a suspect because she's re- she's really acting shady. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I'm not sure. The that... mastermind, there's you know, there's that too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not sure that the note has any bearing on anything. Yes, it does. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm ready for you to, I'll be ready for you to explain it to me later. I can't wait. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, the next day, Shelby and Vince head to the fruit stand to pick up the donation, and they see Victor buying a bunch of cooking supplies. Hmm. Later that night, Simple Pleasure's back open and packed, but Angie still has time to give Tammy her fraction, le- her sugar fraction lesson. <laughs> Which seems weird. She should be working. I know, right in the middle of like <laughs> the rush of the first day they're back open. Yeah, that doesn't um, seem right. When a, when, the cust- when a customer starts choking, Shelby discovers that somebody spiked the food with cracked chilies. <sighs> Afterward, at the diner, I'm not sure if this is like a regular location or what, but we're not, we're not given its name. So I guess that's what I was led to believe. Do you know what city we're even supposed to be in? Um, I think this is, man, I should have wrote it down. I think this is Boston. I want to say it is. Yeah. I was just kind of, Oh, I see. (laughs) They've, they've since moved. The show starts in Florida and that's really all my memories. My memories of the show were when they were in Florida, but the only episodes we've watched are when they're in (laughs) freezing cold Boston. Yeah. Now now the music, the soundtrack, the background music makes a little more sense. I didn't realize it started in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So at the diner, Shelby and her friends run into grandpa pretending to be Santa and Angie decides it's time to run through the suspects one more time. That's Mr. Emerson, and he said that nothing on the menu tonight even used crushed chilies. Then why did Victor need to buy it today? Good question. He shops every morning. Mm. Table six didn't get any spicy food. Mrs. Carlton? That's right. Oh, and I saw her drive by the night of the fire. And didn't you say that Tammy acted kind of weird with that note at the fire? Uh, it's hard to say. But she was pretty quick to want to throw it away. Angie, what's wrong with your eyes? I don't know. They're hurting a lot. Um. <laughs> One of the suspects here, the thing that makes them suspicious, after you know what the answer is, is even more confounding of like, what were they doing? Yep. Um. <laughs> I, okay, okay. I'm ready. I mean, I'm not even sure what you mean, but I'm ready for it. I'll explain the letter and I'll explain the suspect. <laughs> Shelby was very confusing for me. Um, so Angie rubs her eyes and Shelby suddenly notices. <laughs> <that they're, "What?" laughs> Can we make shirts that say Shelby was very confusing for me? <laughs> Our first ever BOC shirts. That would be <laughs> Oh boy. We're, we're 185 episodes in and we've done it. We've confused Andrew. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh. So Angie is rubbing her eyes and Shelby suddenly notices that they're all red and puffy. She says she didn't touch the cracked chilies, but Shelby realizes that there was one other thing her friend touched that night and she's ready to solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Angie, I, I love that they're making a big deal about Angie's eyes and it looks like absolutely nothing's happening to her eyes. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of holding them tight or something. Yeah, she's squinting, but they're not yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have that well, kind of budget. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back at the restaurant, Shelby and her friends show up with Detective Delancey promising to reveal the culprit. 
Yeah, I love I I love how they just want to do this in front of everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Gather everyone. (laughs) I'm not nervous. Everybody knows I didn't do it. Well, actually, Victor, you were a suspect initially. You had a good motive. And you were in the kitchen where the food was tampered with. Yeah. And you were pretty fast to wash that plate with a Salisbury steak on it. It's a kitchen. You wash dishes in a kitchen. Victor isn't a criminal. I wouldn't hire a criminal. For the last time, I am not going to work for you. As far as I'm concerned, you're probably the one that orchestrated all this. So the restaurant would close and I'd need that job. Me? Do you really think that I would handle mice? Disgusting creatures. No, probably not. It is interesting, though, that you chose tonight not to order meatloaf. How many times a week could you eat meatloaf? Relax, you two. We know that no one in this room is guilty. Um, They present their evidence to the Emersons, and while Victor and Mrs. Carlton both had reason to want to see the restaurant close, Shelby reveals that the criminal is none other than Tammy. Mom and Daddy just want to say goodnight. What's going on? Shelby thinks she knows who's been doing all these pranks. Yeah? Who? Tammy, do you see Angie's eyes? Yeah, wow, they're all red-like. What happened? Got chili powder in them. She rubbed her eyes after touching your measuring cups. Do they hurt? Uh Uh-huh. Angie, I didn't mean for that to happen, honest. We know, Tammy. But you were the one who put the chili powder in the food, aren't you? You. I hate this restaurant. You're always working it, and I never get to see you anymore. And now, you're staying open on Christmas Eve. Tell me, why didn't you just say something? Did, but you never listened. So I wrote a note saying I want you out of business. The fire ruined it. It was an accident. Tammy, honey. <laughs> yeah, this is an angry child. <laughs> She apologizes for almost burning the building down. And when her parents agree to spend more time with her, Angie is brought to tears. Yeah. (laughs) I find it's like, it's a little weird that Tammy broke down because Angie got pepper in her eye. Oh. And like, she she claims (laughs) she's not trying to hurt anyone, but Uh, um, I I think that's highly questionable. Joey, a little arson and poisoning (laughs) and disease carrying vermin are not going to hurt anybody, all right? Calm that down. I, I, I think this is a cry for help, folks. <laughs> um, also, Angie crying from uh, Tammy's apology just feels yeah. odd. No, it wasn't heartfelt enough. <laughs> I mean, she almost killed her entire family. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's later. the holiday season. <laughs> Yeah, they did. They, hey, and the parents, they really came down hard. I mean, they told her that was a very bad thing she did. Yeah. <laughs> just... You almost ruined our lives. Don't yeah. do that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, later, Shelby and Vince exchange gifts, a drawing for Vince and a mixtape for Shelby of all her favorite songs. But I wanted you to have this now. I'm your secret Santa. I'm your secret Santa, too. 
Let me get yours. Merry Christmas. You too. Should we open them? Yeah, I copied the picture from her book. The writing means good luck, health, that kind of stuff. I hope you like it. Thanks. I love it. It's not much, but, well, I made you a tape of all your favorite songs. Love the mix. A mixtape <laughs> is one of my favorite or CD. A mix is a great gift. You know what? I liked both of these gifts, but I didn't like that there was no, like, close-up on them. And it was a very awkward exchange. It was actually, this was like a real life exchange. It was like, yeah. oh, thanks. Great. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it felt real. <laughs> Grandpa has become a convincing Santa. But when Vince mentions coming down the chimney, Shelby and her friends have to stop him from trying. <laughs> sure. Uh <laughs> Back at the station, Shelby tells us that the Emersons decided to close on Christmas Eve after all. <laughs> and to have more time with Tammy, they made Victor a partner. Mm. <laughs> Delancey is finishing, back at the uh, station, Del- Delancey is finishing putting up decorations as Vince shows up with lunch for Shelby from Simple Pleasure. And when the detective lowers the mistletoe, they share a Christmas kiss. Mistletoe! Come on, you guys. You know the rules. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. I mean, this is the headline here. The kiss? Yeah, Shelby Wu kissing. Um, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> What is his name? Uh, Vince. Vince. Vince, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, see, I was getting confused. There's a Victor and a Vince. Um, You can tell how strongly you feel about it, Joey, when you couldn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not about Vince. It's, you know, uh, it's just so passionate. The kiss was was passionate. I agree. I agree. It was was kind of surprising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Um, I wasn't ready for it. You know what else I liked about this scene? How there was, like... 30 straight seconds after the kiss of Delancey, like, climbing off of her ladder and slowly grabbing it and carrying it away. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had 30 seconds less, left of the episode. Yeah, so. <laughs> like, we're running. We're running fast. Just keep the shot rolling. <laughs> well, that brings oh, us boy. to the end of uh, um, The Mice That Roared. Yeah. So... What's the point of the note? Well, um, Tammy Wait, Tammy to... says straight up that she had she wrote the note to confess. Yeah. Okay. So she definitely doesn't want them to see the note because once the fire starts, if they can connect the note to the fire, they're going to think she purposely burned the place down. I guess I just thought the note itself was kind of irrelevant, but I guess she did have to have a reason to light that candle, even though that reason makes no sense. Yeah, I mean lighting the candles more suspect, but her not wanting them to know the author of the note once the fire starts. Yeah. Yeah. That is, makes sense. Is, yeah. Yeah. What, and what was the other thing that, I um, man, is it Carlton or Carlson? What's the lady's name? Uh, Carlton. Carlton. 
yeah the, the fact that like the thing that's uh made um shelby suspicious is how she pulls up to the restaurant and is like just Uh-oh. staring at it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well if she's not the suspect that scene becomes so much weirder well you, you don't drive by your favorite restaurant at night and just stare <laughs> <by me. laughs> well, you're you're right bup I, I, I guess i do do that i i, I uh, pull up to mcdonald's and i just take a good hard look okay so i mean she, we to, all we can do is reminisce you know so, so. <laughs> uh she couldn't have just been passing by outside she could have been, but it's the look she gives the restaurant, which is okay. like, I'm going to destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I really wonder if anybody's going to watch this episode. I, I think I think we're doing a service here because I think this will be like an episode nobody watches. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we've. Uh, Thanks again for having me on. But. <laughs> uh, <bup>, uh, <laughs> This may be our least listened to episode ever, so we really appreciate it. Oh no! In all seriousness, that is—I'll t- be honest. I mean, I—I I hope people can, you know, can understand it. Everything I—I I, like you guys. I love Nickelodeon, even the bad shows. It's so fun to talk about this stuff, and you know, yeah. we are absolutely tearing it apart. But you know, it's that's that's half the fun. You know, you do it, you do it with love. Um, no, I mean, in some ways, it's what makes doing these. Like I always say, like we should just keep doing the epi- the shows we love, mm-hmm. but those conversations never are quite as fun as, um, <laughs> you know, laughing at Cat Dog or Shelby right. Lou. Or, right. Or... Yeah. No, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, well, do you guys want to talk about what went into it? Let's do it. Absolutely. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Uh, so I took a look at some of the people in this episode. Um, the most important, as far as this podcast, I think, is concerned, is Mrs. Carlton. Played by... You think so? <laughs> yes, I'm serious. <laughs> but you said as far as this You'll find episode... out about... I can't believe you don't already know what I'm talking about. Well, I think I, think I know what she's in. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I said okay. as far as the podcast goes. Okay, okay. Uh, she's played by Sheena Larkin, and we've seen her many times before in Are You Afraid of the Dark, most notably, The Silver Sight 1 through 3, Walking Shadow, Room for Rent, Watcher's Woods, and Lonely Ghost. Wow, I wasn't aware she was in that many episodes. Yeah, yeah. me neither. <laughs> wow. Holy cow. Yeah, I, I just the second I saw her, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, the lady from Lonely Ghost. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> um, uh, and what do you think? Which episode do you think she gives a better performance in? Actually, I mean, she's great in everything. I think she was great in this. Probably the best of all the actors. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay. You like? You preferred Victor? Um, he was okay. But I think Angie gives the most nuanced oh. performance. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, well, uh, she was also in Space Cases. And I don't know if you guys remember this movie, Dr. Check- Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde. No. Uh, starring uh, Timothy Daly from Wings. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm just going to run down these because uh, they're quick. But uh, I also took a look at Angie Burns, who played El- who was played by Eleanor Noble. 
she was also in Are You Afraid of the Dark in The Time Trap and The Dark Dragon. Yeah. Um, and she's also an Arthur regular. Uh, I also took a, a look at Noah Clar, who played Vince Rosania. Um, he's also been in Are You Afraid of the Dark in The Hunted and La Femme Nikita, the TV show. Um, I also took a look at Detective Sharon Delancey. <laughs> Why not? She has 135 credits, including, you guessed it, Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Full Moon. Um, wow. As the mom. Which what? is a great. Oh, wow. No um, kidding. Um, Wait a second. The detective? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> the mom in Full Moon with the big hair. Yep. That's right. Really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Pretty weird. Wow. This is like her biggest show, though. Uh, Shelby Wood. Oh, okay. Um, I also took a look at Victor, played by Michael Perron. He has 143 c- credits, including two Let episodes guess. of Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> wow. I know, I know one of them for sure. Um, he's in uh, Vampire Town, right? Yep. Vampire yep. Town and Dream Girl. Oh, okay. He's the uh, guy behind the... Giving away, like, the bowling shoes behind the counter. Like the boss? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, also looked at Norman Emerson, played by Mark Camacho. He has t- 224 credits, including Are You Afraid of the Dark? He was <laughs> in The Shiny Red Bicycle and The Nightly Neighbors. Very cool. Wow. And uh, finally, I took a look at Her- Harriet Emerson, who was played by Carrie Lawrence. And she appeared in Space Cases at, as T.J. Davenport, the, uh, like, the woman that's in charge of the kids. Okay. Wow. I, I, so, I, at this point, I have to ask, did, did they film this in, in Canada? They did. Uh, okay. Yeah. I figured. Definitely by the same company I remember as uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? So I guess that's why there was so much crossover. Sinar. So kind of an A-list cast for, uh, as far as Nickelodeon goes, or B-list at least. Definitely. It's like a, yeah, a Nick All-Stars cast yeah. that uh, nobody knows about. One of their names was Michael. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah. to be able to bring some attention to these unsung heroes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of an unsung hero, the director of this episode <laughs> is a woman named um, Allison Liddy Brown. Uh, on the episode, it was just Allison Liddy. But man, she's like a rock star in television over the last two decades. Um, so she directed um, eight episodes of Shelby Woo, nine episodes of Alex Mack, one episode of Alan Strange, one episode of Cousin Skeeter. Um, she was a director on Xena Princess Warrior, on Star Trek Voyager, on 90210, even Stevens, 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd, um, CSI Miami, CSI New York, Roswell, The Bernie Mac Show, the 2003 edition of Twilight Zone, Ed, Boston Public, Boston Legal, Monk, My Name is Earl, Friday Night Lights, Bones, Parenthood, Hawaii Five O. She was a director and producer on the Amazon show Transparent. Uh, she directed on Scandal, Shameless, The Good Doctor, Magnum P.I., and Grey's Anatomy. Wow. That's so. quite a resume. Um, yeah. And I think I've basically heard, I think I've heard of every single one of those, which is 
Yeah, it, you know she uh, she she grinded her teeth on uh, Shelby Woo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it paid off in spades. Yep. Yep. Um, any trivia? Uh, I just got one. Uh, yeah. The the title is a reference to the 1959 Peter Sellers movie The Mouse That Roared. Oh um, yeah. So every nineties, every nineties kid knew that. <laughs> oh yeah, they can all appreciate that. Big time. The nineteen fifty nine Peter Sellers movie does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did note uh, season three, episode two, is when the show made the decision to make sure that mystery was in the title of every episode. Oh. Um, which seems like a weird choice. Season three, episode two. Yeah. They just go like, you know what? <laughs> Mystery. Somebody was like, I can't believe we didn't think of this before. Yeah. There's only one episode before that that has Mystery in the title. Wow. See, I, see, this is what I'm talking about. Again, this is the only episode I, I watch, and I assume that every single one of them began with the Mystery of Blank. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I Yeah, I thought that too. Um. For, I did find that for $30, you can buy the complete series on Amazon. 98% of the reviews are positive, though there are several reviews that note that uh, the quality is seemingly boot, bootleg. Oh. So, so I'm not, I'm not totally <laughs> they, sure. You know what? I did see that. They might just be referring to the discs because they're like burn on demand. Oh, okay. So I, I, I can't speak to the to the video quality. Well, are you going to buy them, Andrew? Maybe you can. I'm thinking them. about it. <laughs> I feel like maybe they should just be grateful that they get all three seasons on like a certain other show that just gave us two and then decided, no, nah, you don't get the third one. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, um, I, one of my favorite trivia that I found about Shelby Wu was, uh, on IMDb when it said the cast said that Pat Morita was the biggest practical joker on set. That's awesome. <laughs> um, the show was filmed on location in Florida at Nickelodeon Studios. However, due to union issues, the show moved to Montreal. This is why uh, they said they moved to Boston. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And finally, one of the things I think I'm most shocked by is that when this show started filming, Irene Ning, who plays... Shelby Wu was 21 years old, and by the time this episode aired, she was 24. Wow! Yeah, yeah that is crazy. Wow. Yeah. I, again, um, I did not have not being super familiar with the show. Like, what what age range is she supposed to be? She's I, supposed to be, I think, a late teenager. Okay. Yeah, I figured high school age. That, yeah, that was the vibe I got as well. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. But it's crazy. I mean, she was closer to our age now than when we watched this show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> um, stray observations, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I got some. Um, did you guys catch the name of the place where the cheese came from? Um, yes. Uh, I thought I did. Um, oh, Lapita Farms? Yep. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Lapita Farms. <laughs> Where the plums are on special, but they're fresh out of clues. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, uh, what did uh, we know? The woman ordered Salisbury steak, but what did the, her husband order? 
Huh. Chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie. Wow. Nice one. Very nice. <laughs> That's because that was just about how far I got the last time I was watching this. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you catch how often Mrs. Carlton eats at the restaurant? Uh, week? Four, four times four. a week. Whoa. At least, at least four times a week. Yeah. But did you know what table she sits at? Six. That's right. Nice. Bob's killing it. <laughs> You'll try. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you catch her regular order? Uh, meatloaf? Meatloaf, yeah, that's part of it. Mashed potatoes? Yep. And what uh, And what did you forget? What do you always forget? The bread! <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, also, lima beans. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How does how does Shelby spell ladies' room? Uh, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and you bring it up like it's weird, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna assume L A D Y apostrophe F. No, it's a joke in the episode when the oh. detective walks in and goes, oh, how do you yeah. spell ladies' room? K-I-T-C-H-E-N? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm having a total like meltdown here. Is it When you say ladies' room, is it L-A-D-I-E-S or is it Y apostrophe S? It's I-E-S, right? I-E-S, yeah. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Okay, I'm losing I it. I think. <laughs> you know, something else funny that happened during that moment Um like Shelby goes to go in the kitchen and somebody off camera like yells at her. It's just a really like awkward moment, almost like it wasn't supposed to be in the show. Oh, right. They say like, make a, make a left. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, did you note what Tuesdays at simple pleasure is? Of course. (laughs) Spaghetti night. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what does grandpa want his belly to jiggle? Like, bowl full of jelly a bowl full of jelly oh, nice. they say it's more like um jam jam oh. but that's not good enough for him <laughs> <laughs> um the secret to victor's moist meatloaf is this love no but that's a good guess. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, it's a fancy cooking word that i don't know <laughs> I, can't, I don't know how to pronounce it it's bullion plenty of bullion that's what they're saying. Oh, okay. Bullionaise? Um, I think they're saying uh, like beef stock. Or, you know. Oh, okay. Um, Angie says that it's um, what is easier than waiting tables? Hmm. Oh, gosh, I know this one. I don't think I'm going to come up with it. Me neither. Uh, cl- mountain climbing. Hmm, sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, did you catch the dollar limit on the secret Santa gifts? Ooh. 20? No. 15. I guess it... Close, but it was 10. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Keeping it cheap in the... Keeping it cheap. What do you think is the appropriate amount for a secret Santa? I feel... Just for inflation. Say. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think $25 feels like a appropriate to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. Are we talking like a family secret Santa thing yeah, or yeah, like a work works. secret Santa thing? Hmm. Well, 
let's do both. Okay. People want to know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, with for work I go twenty twenty five. I agree with Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, that twenty twenty five seems right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. Family ten. <laughs> you get what you get. Oh boy. Um, um, did you catch what Vince brought Shelby for lunch on her for Christmas? I guess. Sounds very steak. No meat meatloaf. Yep. Sounds very steak is another name for meatloaf. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, I just wanted to mention that I don't know if you, how much you guys paid attention to it, but the credits for the show are just very weird. They're like they credit the man at the table, but they don't credit um, like some characters that had a bigger part, like Tammy. Uh, just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is weird. I didn't. I didn't notice that. So anyway, just kind of strange. Uh, well, this episode has no rating on IMDb. It has no rating on TV.com. Is this this the first ever? (laughs) No. That don't have a rating on either? I think last week we didn't have one either, and you can't do that on television. I thought it had a rating on TV.com, and it was like stupid. We we definitely hit some. It was probably the last Shelby we we did. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to, I haven't finished listening to the episode yet, so I couldn't tell you. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no ratings. So what did you give it out of five Crip stars? Um, I gave it a two out of five. Same as uh, um, you can't do that on television last week. Um, okay. While I like, well, I feel like you can't do that on television was like lighter in a sense. Dude's uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Get this bup. It's kind of wacky. <laughs> um, I, I give credit at, to Shelby Wu for having like at least, I don't know, for having like some kind of coherent story. Um, but besides that, uh, you know, it was pretty kind of a throwaway episode. Um, I feel like Shelby Wu's big problem is they're so heavy handed with the clues and the guesses about who it is. It's like, I don't know. I feel like they could afford to be like a little less or a little more subtle, you know, even though it's a kid's show. You know, I, I waffled on this a little bit because if I'm just going on like actual quality of the episode, I'm floating in the one to one point five territory. Um, yeah. But I, there are parts of it I actually genuinely enjoyed, and it was fun to laugh at. Not laugh yeah. because it was funny, but just laugh at it. Uh, so yeah. um, uh, that that'll probably bump it up for a two uh, for me as well. But uh, yeah, some of the dialogue was just it was so like I don't even know. It, it it made you feel it was so out of left field a lot of it and and then mm-hmm. some of it was so heavy handed it was just like okay yeah wow how long did it take you yeah. to come up with that? Uh, so yeah I, I give it a two yeah uh, yeah I'm giving this the same score I gave um the haunted house mystery the last Shelby we oh. did which is a one point five mm-hmm. um it's just not a show that it just doesn't do anything for me uh it it's not it's not bad, but it like doesn't affect me in any way. It doesn't make me laugh. It doesn't really keep me interested. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, you know, it reminds me of like the shows when I was little that like my grandma would watch on USA, the USA channel where it's like these, like just procedural shows that felt like very kind of dry, mm-hmm. but like 
have a certain audience. It feels like that for kids. Yeah. Um, it just, I don't know. It's not yeah. funny and it's not <laughs> really very interesting. Um, Agreed. <laughs> um, and I'm happy we just spent 50 minutes talking about it. <laughs> I feel like it's really coasting on just the idea of there being a mystery. It's not even like about what the mystery is or how it's played out. It's just like the sense that there's some mysteries keeping the show alive, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, just certainly. And a lot of these just don't need to, they don't require the police department. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like it was a little much on this episode, even. I mean... Yeah, they showed it for like five seconds, a couple scenes here. I know right. that really would have thrown you for kind of a twist there, if like, if like, um, if she like took the little girl away in cuffs at the end there. I think that would have been an interesting. Way. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't convince you to d- defund the police, I don't know what will. <laughs> you, know, you know what I was really hoping for in the end was um, Shelby and Vince getting each other like just terrible gifts because nobody knew what to get them. Like they kept trying to get help yeah. from other people. I just thought that like would have been at least something, like for sure. Am I interesting happening? I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you want to name the episode? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I uh, feel pretty good about mine. I don't know how you guys are, what you guys uh. are gonna think about it, but um. I, I called this one the mystery of the Salisbury surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's the winner. Oh, wow. I mean, no offense to you, Bup, but. <laughs> oh, wait, you in your mind that I don't have right now at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That is awesome. Andrew. Thank oh, you. <laughs> I, uh, I had four titles. And I, I felt like, you know, and they're all going to be the ones that I'm coming up with right now off the top of my head. I get if you want to borrow one, Bup, you're free to borrow. No, no, I'll, I got I'll take a one. Is this the um, most t- titles you've come up with for any? I episode? think it is. Like they, they, it really just came pouring out of me. Wow. Um, and they're none of them are going to beat Salisbury Surprise, but um, I, I went ultimately with the mystery of Naughty or Nice. Oh, huh, okay, yeah. Um, you know, just a Christmas classic Christmas episode. Yeah, classic Christmas. Yeah, man. These are wait, wait I've got it. Nice. Okay. Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Capitalize the rat part. Right. <laughs> Where do I get my ideas? <laughs> Boy, someone called Pixar. Um, <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. So go go back around one more time. Uh, the mystery of the Salisbury surprise. The mystery of naughty or nice. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we got to get it on theme. The mystery of Ratatouille. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, what What was your other one that you had thought of, Andrew? Um, I have now forgotten it in the time that we <laughs> spent. <laughs> talking about other stuff my bad <laughs> sorry uh well the other ones i had were uh the mystery of the mouse trap hmm. yeah uh the mystery of cat and mouse okay 
And the mystery of Tammy, the absolute psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. The mystery of why this girl is not in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, Well, we have a one listener letter here. Uh, This goes back to Podtober. This is from our buddy, uh, Jacob. He wrote to us about our Crybaby Lane uh, review. He said, Dear BOC, congrats on your first Nick film review. I thought you guys wouldn't like Crybaby Lane, but I'm glad you gave it a solid rating. Well, Joey's rating was kind of weak. 2.5? Who who peed in your cornflakes, dude? (laughs) I found the movie last year. On first watch, I loved it. Why? Maybe it's due to some rare embryonic mutation in my brain. But the more realistic answer would be because the film's creepy. I enjoy how Crybaby Lane begins by telling you an urban legend kind of tale that feels almost true. Then we get those atmospheric shots of a town in the dead of night along with that eerie music. This montage makes you feel off kilter as if you're in the character's shoes, stranded with them in this small weird town. It's a vibe that continues to grow, reaching a crescendo during the corn harvester's... (laughs) (laughs) corn harvester sequence where an overwhelming sense of isolation and danger oozes over the story in your soul. Jacob, I know you're not being sarcastic, but my God. (laughs) It's also funny. (laughs) It is. Uh, That that oddly placed fart joke. The scene where Andrew kept shouting, I'm the man. All the times Bennett demonstrated how bad of an undertaker he was. Both the intentional and unintentional humor really worked. I would agree with the unintentional part. Um, I described this movie as being morbidly goofy with an air of impending doom. Crybaby Lane reminded me of Pete and Pete too. Many characters here feel at home in that latter show. I'm sure this film exists in the same universe as Wellsville. This could explain why Carl is a bad brother. He probably was Ned Richmond. He moved from Wellsville, changing his name to escape the humiliation he suffered in Halloweeny. He never really got over his destroyed rep, and this caused him to become the jerkweed we see here. I know you guys were confused by the worms. I'll clear that up. I'll clear that up. They were an extension of the evil twin's power. If you came across them, you became his pawn or got teleported into his grave. A lot of this stuff happens off screen, I'll say. And it's one of the film's main problems on first viewing. It's like the story is missing many key scenes. Yep. (laughs) My guess is when it it was intended for theaters, it was written as a longer film. When it got dumped onto Nick, the script was hacked down to the 70 minute version we got maybe that deleted scene with the old man's head fused onto a baby's body was part of that original vision being that the evil twin uh, being the evil twins intended design regardless all the story gaps make the movie more fun forcing you to come up with your own explanations and fill in the blanks especially on repeated viewings Andrew was the perfect lead. He starts out as a reliable wimp, a relatable wimp, and as the world becomes chaotic around him, he transforms into a believable action hero who takes down evil Girl Scouts in cordon fields like a ninja. You genuinely care for this guy, wanting to see him succeed. Watching this rather remarkable kid slowly realize throughout the movie that he's the only sane one in a town gone mad is satisfying. Rating: four Kreb stars. Are you afraid to name the movie? An Undertaker lives a life of intrigue. 
<laughs> Sincerely, Crybaby Jake. Wow. Jeez. If, if I can say, I'm in such a wonderfully unique position where I listen to your guys' review of that, but I have not seen the movie. And uh, so then hearing that afterwards just makes this, it's so delicious. I love it. <laughs> you, you, Bup, you absolutely must next Halloween. It was it was really intriguing to uh, just listening to you guys talk about it. I really do want to see it. And in fact, I meant to watch it this, uh, this Halloween after I listened to the review, but I never got around to it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you, Jacob, you know, you know, we love you, but that, that's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> Those have got to be the, I mean, that's got to be the best review it, the movie's ever gotten. I hope, I hope he throws it up on IMDb but, or something. <laughs> Amazon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. By leaps and bounds, that's got to be the best review ever given to right. it. Um, which I, I, I appreciate, you know, that there's, yeah. you know, I guess, I guess it's good to show love for, the uh, things that are unloved as, as crybaby lane shows, right? Absolutely. That twin didn't have to be evil. They could have just cared for their children. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, that wraps up uh, the mystery of the, the mice that roared. <laughs> a la 1959 Peter Sellers. Uh <laughs> Um, what what are we doing next, Andrew? Uh, next time we're talking another Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. This time it's all that. Yeah, I think this is our first proper all that review. We've done our favorite characters, but this will be our first kind of just at looking episode looking at all that, which is crazy. That is crazy, uh, yeah. especially that we've done a couple. You can't do that on televisions. I mean, I like it, <laughs> all right, but okay. Not, we've done a couple fifteen. I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to we have to correct this wrong. Um, so that'll be it's called uh, I think it's technically called episode two twenty five. But um, if, if you search all that Christmas special, I know it's on Amazon Prime. It's on CBS All Access. Um, so it's one of the rare shows that's like actually on streaming services. Oh, wow. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, so check that out. All that episode two twenty five or Christmas special. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like Jacob did with a uh, stark raving mad review um, at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can hear us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Leave us a review. That's really helpful. Uh, and speaking of helpful, Bup, I, I, I can't thank you enough for journeying into the world of Shelby Woo with us. Oh, it, the pleasure was mine. I have absolutely no regrets whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Will you ever watch Shelby Woo again? Uh, quite honestly, no. I will, or I'll t- put it this way: I won't seek it out. I will say that. Yeah, you are a reasonable man. <laughs> well, here, you know, to put it in perspective, because I haven't done it yet since I was on this episode, I would watch it before I'd watch Rocket Power again. We'll put that in, out in the uh, out in the open. Ah, uh, yeah. Wow. So, jeez. Yeah. Those are I, have, I can't go another day without Donkey on Rocket Power. I have to do it every time. It's important. Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'll see all you squids next time. Oh.
Ios. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I am pleased for... to hearing that right after the fact. <laughs> Just, yeah. I'm waiting for you to bust out the piano there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not much of a musician. <laughs> <laughs>